Welcome to Airdrop, the show that will help you understand what NFTs are, how to use them, how they work, and all that good stuff. If you're going to know all about how this stuff works well enough that you can explain it to your mom and she won't think you're crazy. I am Rowion. And I'm Phosphorus. And I'm sorry, but your mom will still think you're weird. Probably. There's nothing we can really do to help you there. But <laughs> you will know more about NFTs after the end of this. Yeah. Today we're talking with two of the founders of Bitcoin Monkeys. Yeah, today we're talking to Cash, a.k.a. Tote Monkey, and Sam, a.k.a. SS Monkey. Sam is the financial professional of the, the founding group here and was an early cryptocurrency adopter. He has over eight years collected in the space and has previously launched an NFT project on the Solana blockchain. And Cash works as the head of logistics and center of excellence for a very large publicly listed company where he's responsible for innovation and continual company improvement. Wow, that was a, that's a lot of like really impressive words, like businessy words. Needless to say, both of these dudes know so much, much, much more than we do, which is why they're on this show. And they're also here to talk about their project, Bitcoin Monkeys. Each NFT for Bitcoin Monkeys is this digital image of a cute little smiling monkey, but they also have a bunch of different traits that you can collect, which makes each of them unique. Right. So they got laser eyes and they have top hats and they got like eyeglasses and sunglasses. It's really, really pretty cool. Right. Each different trait also allows you to do different things inside the whole Bitcoin monkeys ecosystem thing that they're creating. Which we'll for sure dive into in the podcast. Also, Bitcoin Monkeys minted out in less than 24 hours, which set a stacks record for an NFT mint this size. Dang, that's that's kind of crazy. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Bitcoin Monkey origin story and how their banana token ecosystem thing works and a whole bunch of other stuff. And with that said, let's drop in. Airdrop crewing guests are not registered investment advisors, and all their opinions are theirs alone. There are risks involved in placing investments in securities, or in Bitcoin, or in cryptocurrencies, or in anything else, if we're really honest with ourselves. None of the information presented today is intended to form the basis for any offer or recommendation. This is not financial advice. This show is purely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. All right, here we are. Uh, we want to welcome Sam and Cash, also known as SS Monkey and Tope from Bitcoin Monkeys. How are you guys doing? Good, good, doing good. Um, yeah, my name is Cash, also known as Tope Monkey, to our Bitcoin Monkey community. Hey guys, I'm Sam. Uh, it's great to be here. Excited to get started on this podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you. So I guess we want to start the show off by just asking Sam and Cash, how do you explain NFTs to a fourth grader? Yeah, so um, I guess NFTs have only become popular in you know the last six months or so. Basically, to define an NFT, it's basically a, you know a unique asset, or we can say cryptographic asset or token on the blockchain. And the main thing is uh, it's unique, and they're all distinguishable from one another, so they can't be replicated. So, like, unlike, um, say, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or say the US dollar, for example, um, which can just, you know, be traded for one another, where one Bitcoin is equal to one Bitcoin, uh, each NFT um, is unique in that aspect, and 
um, because it because it is on the blockchain, uh, you can't copy it, and that's kind of where it gets its authenticity from. So, in terms of NFTs, uh, it stands for non fungible tokens, but most people would see, you know, know them as say digital art. Um, so, you see in the traditional art world, a very important aspect, you know, of a value of the art is its authenticity. So, like for example, you know, the painting of the Mona Lisa someone could print that and sell it in a gift shop and that would not be valuable. Um, but the original is not the same as any of those. So that's how it ties into the non-fungible aspect. And also, you know, we call NFTs digital art, but we see them as a lot more than just digital art. And, you know, one of the great things about NFTs being digital art, being on the blockchain, there's a lot of use cases and, utility that is being built um, which you know you can't really get with traditional art in that sense so we're seeing you know nfts evolving from just being artwork to including you know many new utilities so you know we're starting to see nfts appear in gaming um, online gaming is obviously a very big thing we're also seeing you know, big brands come into NFTs like high fashion and wearable brands such as Nike and Adidas. Um, and even things such as, you know, events and ticketing. Um, we're seeing NFTs in music. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of growth in the space and there's a lot of opportunities and it just keeps innovating every day and yeah, growing bigger and bigger. So it's very exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Taupe. Did you want to take a shot at that question, or you, should we just well, move I, to the next I'm one? I'm not going to beat Sam's answer, so <laughs> I think he covered everything. <laughs> he covered everything. No, that was good. All right, so um, tell us how you started Bitcoin Monkeys. Like, what is Bitcoin Monkeys? What does it mean to be a part of that community? Um, and just like the backstory, right? What was the the big boom moment where your brain said? I need to make a rainbow colored monkey with a gold crown that gives people lots and lots of money. Like what, what, how did that, how did that happen? Yeah. So, uh, I guess we, we started this project off. Um, so we've, we've been investing in cryptocurrency, uh, just, you know, outside the NFTs, um, just in general for, you know, years and years now. And, uh, we were always, uh, you know, early investors in stacks, um, so it was always one of those coins that we had and held in our portfolio, uh, but we never really explored it for the NFT space. And having done a, NFTs on Solana and Ethereum, we were always constantly talking about just how projects missed good opportunities, how they were, you know, they were good, but they could have done a lot better. There were some projects that were poorly implemented, right. etc. Uh, so we always had that no vision of, uh, you know, let's. We always wanted to create something uh, and uh, create better projects, and hence we did that on those chains. Um, but we always were, uh, we always were across, you know, a lot of competition. Um, so. Solana and Ethereum is is very developed in the NFT space. There's more than thousands of NFT projects out there, right? Um, and we said, look, we wanted to start somewhere where we could really, we're both entrepreneurs in real life and we've, you know, started companies in real life together as well. Um, so we said, you know, we wanted to be something somewhere, we wanted to go somewhere fresh, somewhere new. So that's where we started looking out. And then, you know, we just came across Stacks and we said, hey, wait, there's NFTs on Stacks and we just noticed and it was very early days back then when we were doing our research around August last year. 
um, and uh, you know, soon uh, more and more talking slowly developed into okay, let's just launch a project. This is perfect environment. It's fresh. It's young. Um, it's going to grow. We can see the future behind it because Stacks is a layer one on Bitcoin. Um, and if you look at the amount of investors you have in Bitcoin that aren't yet into the Stacks ecosystem as such, being a layer one. Uh, it's just phenomenal in terms of the amount of volume that's there for Stacks to grow into. Um, so yeah. we saw that as a perfect golden opportunity to start somewhere fresh, young. Obviously, with starting fresh and young and being entrepreneurs, we know we, we know the struggles and you know the time and the investment it takes to grow something rather than just step into something. Um, so but we were prepared to do that and do that work and. But we're here for the long run. I mean, we're here to develop really a, a blue chip on Bitcoin and on Stacks, essentially. So why did you choose monkeys? I know this may be a dumb question, and I'm <laughs> the king of dumb questions, but There's monkeys. just so many monkeys everywhere. What's There's with the monkeys? Like, all the monkeys. Sam, do you want to go that, for that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think... If you look at other chains, such as Ethereum, for example, um, you know, the top project right now is Bored Apes. And, you know, the apes are funny in a way that they're almost, I guess, relatable to humans in some aspects. And it's just, you know, it's just kind of fun in that aspect. So, you know, the, the monkeys, we thought were a bit, you know, a bit more fun and uh, maybe cheekier than apes. You know, we wanted, we really wanted... When we started this project, um, you know, one of the most important things in NFTs is obviously building a community because at the end of the day, the community is everything. And that's one of the great things about NFTs as well is um, the whole community aspect. Um, yeah. And we just, you know, animals, PFPs or profile pictures, as you call them, I guess are the most prominent thing in NFTs. Um, and especially when you're trying to build a community, it kind of gives like, you know, this fun identity. And yeah, we just thought, yeah, monkeys, you know, were a bit cheeky and fun. And yeah, so we just played on that gotcha. idea. So there's no like inside joke we're missing out on. It's just like, hey, monkeys are cool and they look kind of silly and fun and we want to be, be monkeys. That's awesome. So who are the people that, the people that join Bitcoin monkeys that buy in, that say we're a part of this? Have you guys seen so far, is there a certain type of person that joins the Bitcoin monkey community? Is there, that is a different than any other NFT project or community? I'd say probably apart from being Bitcoin maxis or Bitcoin supporters, um, I'd say not not really. There's, there's a whole range of different people. You know, we've got, because of, the fact that we came from Ethereum and Solana, we were able to, you know, do a little bit of marketing on social media, on 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 uh, on those areas, and we were able to bring some new new wallets or new people from Solana and Ethereum to uh, to Stacks. And Bitcoin Monkeys was their first NFT project on Stacks. We were also, you know, able to reach to reach out to the uh, the Stacks community that was already existing, um, and. Uh, you know, we, we talked to a lot of people. We talked to the market, various marketplaces. Um, we talked to the Stacks Foundation as well. Um, so we were fortunate enough to connect with them, and they helped us a lot with marketing after learning our backstory. And they supported us, which was which was uh, you know great to have. And um, yeah, I think just in general, it's just the whole mix of people. There's not really like one one real 
uh, type of person that's that's in our project, I'd say. Yeah, right now it's just all early adopters. They're in for it and they just want to go. They yeah, want the only like unifying yeah quality is like we're here early. We believe in this stuff, so it's, it's a bunch of different people. That's really cool. And it's fun to see online. You can see this that there are certain people that have just bought everything. They're just like, I'm here for it. We know it's going to be big. I'm. I just want to support as much as I can, and I think that's really cool. What are the things that I'm seeing through these stacks um, NFT projects that is really different with your guys' project in particular? is your bananas. And I'm not saying they're crazy and they're going bananas, but like they're releasing a new feature where each monkey can generate bananas based on different traits they have. Can you guys dive into that a little bit more? And like, I think this is the only product I'm seeing where if you're a part of it, you can actually gain money or stacks if that works can you guys just dive into that real quick yeah so uh so we've got an ecosystem map i'm not sure if you've seen it that we've uh, kind of released just before the holidays kind of giving a glimpse or a sneak preview of how the whole banana and bitcoin monkeys ecosystem will look like so there's a number of different elements and we've got an ama tomorrow where i'm actually going to get into a lot of detail um so we've got we've got a monkey store. The monkey store is going to be a place where you can actually spend your bananas. So we are going. It's you can think of this as an in-game. You know, one of those stores that you find in games that you play, and you've got a, like an in-game store that changes on a weekly basis or a fortnightly basis. Well, that's the same effect that this store is going to have. It's going to have items there that are not going to be infinite amount of stock. It's just going to be you know constantly changing or changing and getting restocked on a weekly basis or a fortnightly basis. With uh, you know, we're going to have um, other we're going to have Bitcoin monkeys obviously on there, so you can buy more off our NFTs with. With these uh, banana, with, with the bananas, you you gain um, other projects NFTs. So you know we might buy some other projects on the Stacks ecosystem and pop them in there for other people to buy. We're gonna have coupons and uh, discounts. So we're gonna have um, it, we've got a merch store open opening soon, a merchandise store. Um, we're gonna you know put you know 30, 20, 50 percent coupon discounts to use in our merchandise store that you could buy through that. Um, and we're going to also have, uh, you know, maybe some stacks vouchers in there as well, right? So, you know, let's say we put in a voucher for 50 stacks. Well, you can redeem that with the team for 50 stacks, essentially, right? So that way you can even trade it for stacks on the spot through the store. Um, we're going to have, so that's that's one, one, one of the ecosystem elements. We're going to have a monkey naming center. So for the first time, uh, at least in the stack space, at least uh, that what, what we've seen, you're allowed. You, we're going to have the option for people to name their NFT, like officially. Yeah, yeah, give you a Bitcoin, your Bitcoin monkey a name. So um, because our metadata is frozen in our pro- project, which is something extremely valuable to have in an NFT project, we can't actually change the core metadata. Um, but we are going to essentially put an overlay on top of that. So. When at least when you're viewing it online, which is where 99% of the people would view an NFT, um, you will see your monkey name um, on the marketplaces, etc. Instead of monkey ID number 765 or whatever, right? Okay, so yeah. we're going to have a monkey naming center. You can purchase your name through Bananas again, similar like you would like a license plate in real life, you could say. Um, we're going to have uh, a custom monkey merch 
coupons. So we've got a merchandise store and we're partnering with different uh, apparel companies to, to, to do our merchandise. However, there are some that allow us to design uh, a unique uh, let's say let's just say a t-shirt for example or a shirt um, a unique t-shirt uh, with with any design we want so we can actually take the exact elements of someone's nft or bitcoin monkey and put it on a shirt so you could say you know, like let's say we we know the exact color code of the background of one of the bitcoin monkeys we stick that as the back we make that the color of the shirt we then get the monkey with with all its traits and we stick it on the shirt as well so we you can almost say that you are walking around wearing your monkey. So, for, for, you know, that's one of the unique features we're going to bring through our merch store as well is we're going to allow people to customize their merch through with by spending bananas where they can actually purchase uh, merchandise off their particular NFT and monkeys. And uh, this could be in a shirt, this could be in a hoodie, this could be in cups, in a, you know, you could have a blanket, so you could say you're sleeping with your monkey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's, um, you, you could have, you could do a whole bunch of things, and we're going to allow that feature through us, through the ecosystem as well. Okay, so so what I've read online, I'm just going to try to summarize real quick here. So and make, make sure I'm putting all the pieces together. So you buy a Bitcoin monkey that's going and with certain traits, it will generate more or less bananas. So if you have a crown, it'll generate more. If you have a pirate hat, it will generate not as much as the crown, but more than say somebody something a pirate hat will be more than um, somebody chewing gum, or vice versa, whatever your Bitcoin monkey is. But you also having you have to stake your monkeys. I was yes. reading that online. What does yeah. that mean? So, uh, yeah, so you're correct. So each monkey will have, each monkey will generate bananas. Uh, that's the baseline, what we call BGR, banana generation rate. Um, but then, yeah, so certain <laughs> certain traits are going to have a bonus BGR. So you could say your baseline BGR plus your bonus BGR equals your total uh, banana generation rate, right? Um, and yeah, to, to, to actually participate in this whole ecosystem, you, you're going to have to stake your monkeys. So staking your monkeys essentially is a way of uh, your commitment to hodl your monkeys in a way, right? And we reward you guys by um, giving you bananas, essentially. So um, uh, staking essentially takes it out of your wallets and it puts it on a lock. Uh, a staking contract similar to the way that you would have you know a fixed term asset in real life or whatever right um where you would lock away your money for a set period of time uh so in that sense you're going to be able to stake your monkeys however it is going to be completely flexible so it is not going to be locked up for a set period of time you can withdraw it tomorrow if you wanted right but essentially all it's doing is it's, it's taking it out of the market supply and locking it up to show you know commitment to hodling essentially right and so if more people stake their monkeys mm -hmm. hypothetically right and therefore that means that puts less mm -hmm. on the market to buy that would also raise the floor value of all of the monkeys for everybody uh, right well yes you could say it could have that effect yes it could have that effect <laughs> it could have we don't know exactly of what's going to happen yeah. yet yeah. when this gets yeah. implemented so i so i stake my monkey i start getting some more bananas I can go to the merch store and be like, I want to buy a hoodie with my monkey. And that hoodie will be a one of one, right? Only I can get that because it's my Correct. NFT. That, that is one of the options through the banana ecosystem to be able to customize your merch with your banana. Um, 
I mean, we've got a couple of other things in the ecosystem, such as a breeding and mutation chamber and a governance DAO structure as well. That's going to be using bananas as well. So, wait, a breeding a breeding chamber? Like you can take two monkeys or four monkeys or seven monkeys and like merge their like attributes? Sounds dirty. So, so <laughs> we we call it we call it a <laughs> we call it a breeding and mutation chamber on our ecosystem, but we're still we're still working out how that whole thing is going to work. But essentially, we are going to provide a benefit through uh, to, to to from generating this banana. So you will be able to use a certain amount of bananas to possibly mint a free nft or get another nft for free which could be a mutated monkey or it could be something that's been you that's something around the breeding aspect so that's why we call it breeding and mutation chamber as we're still building that whole thing out um and that's a little bit away still a couple of months away um but yeah that is one of the uses uses for um the banana and banana is also it's essentially a utility token in this ecosystem, but it's also going to be acting as a governance uh, token in our DAO. So um, you'll be able to use it for voting power as well. So the more monkeys you have, the more power you have in our ecosystem, put it that way. That's really cool. That's that's awesome that you can use it as with the, with the governance functionality and with the DAO. For our um, listeners, we really just want to spell everything out as simply as possible, right? So um, can you explain just in the simplest terms possible what a DAO is for the people that might not know? Yeah, so a DAO is essentially stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization, right? So if you think about the organization as the project, Bitcoin Monkeys, it's decentralized, it's autonomous, uh, which essentially means that right now the way the project operates is we as the founders we control everything we make 100 percent of the decisions and the community makes no decisions right uh once the DAO opens we're essentially going to be allowing the community to put forward proposals and business ideas uh and if there is enough backing from the community so by voting if there's enough votes for those proposals and business ideas we go and implement them right so we're not saying we're the only ones making the decisions here you guys as the community also make the decisions on the project um and that's essentially in a short word form of what a DAO would be in terms of a project yeah that's that's really cool like they the the people who have bitcoin monkeys will then have a say in the whole thing like the whole organization um and be able to like not just depend on you as the founders but also have a voice and be able to say like i think we should do this like i think we should buy a theme park and put a bunch of giant monkeys sure. in it and <laughs> oh if everyone God, thinks it's a, a good idea, idea then you go for <laughs> yeah, it right i mean obviously there are limitations but yes that's the general idea right now um, um is to be able to give the community a, 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 a say in the direction of the project. And uh, yeah, I guess the other thing to mention with bananas is that it is a limited supply, right? So for those people that understand economics, that should also um, hint to something, I guess. <laughs> Listen, here's, here's, here's what I know about economics, okay? <laughs> Theme parks are fun and Expensive. I think at least... Some of them make a lot of money. So just something to think about. Uh, <laughs> I would 100% go to a Bitcoin monkey theme park. You can That would be fantastic. 
Well, no promises, but we'll put it on our <laughs> we'll put it on our list to think about. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna go buy- that's all I need. That's all the hope I need. Ralian and I go buy monkeys now just so we can be a part of this DAO to put that idea out there. Exactly, and and that's that's the power of the DAO essentially. Um, one monkey equals one vote, um, and banana is essentially. So if you have five monkeys, you only get you obviously get five votes, right? So similar to how a council operates, um, and. Uh, and yeah, bananas would essentially be a way to have bonus votes, you would say. So what this feels like, and I'm just trying to pull from my own experience here, like I love, say, Nike, right? I buy the shoes, I buy the athletic gear, but I don't have a stake in Nike or where the company goes or what athletes they sponsor or any of that, right? I can buy, I can buy stock in Nike, but if they make a really bad decision, I get penalized for that along with everybody else. But with a DAO, I get to have not only a stake in the profits that happen, but also I have the ability to make decisions with the group of people. And I think that's that's really interesting because this is kind of the first time we're seeing a truly decentralized organization on this big of a tier, right? I don't think you could run a city decentralized like this not yet not yet at least but this is kind of the first i guess group coordination of of a bunch of people coming together to say i have a vested interest in this succeeding and i want to see it happen um and i think that's that's really exciting yeah and and that's 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 the goal with the dow essentially right We, we a lot of people get into crypto space because of its decentralized right it's 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 away from the governments away from the banking system whatever it is DAOs are essentially the way to bring that to nfts in a way as well to say well the nft also is decentralized it's not just someone owning your company or your project and making all the decisions so it's putting the power back into the community yeah it's definitely community oriented and and are you doing this personally because you don't want to be in charge anymore like you want to move on to different projects, so it's, let's just make a DAO and and have everyone become stakeholders in this, and then we're free to not be no, the leaders. Ab- 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 absolutely not. I mean, uh, the, the, the DAO okay. is 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 to, as I said, to give power back to the community. And as Sam said previously as well, um, community is everything in an NFT project, right? If you've got a strong community. Um, that is the backbone. That is the fundamentals of an NFT project, and all this is doing is just strengthening the community and the power that the community has. At the end of the day, what comes out of the DAO, we still have to drive forward as a as a project, right? So it's not like we just gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the way to think about you know the DAO at the moment, and especially in most NFT projects, how DAOs are being utilized, um, it's essentially driving the direction of the project. However, all the building and implementation will still be done by the team. Um, I guess the main or the great thing about a DAO is, you know, allowing the community to, you know, drive the direction and we, we build what they want to see. Um, and it, it's just great to get all the community involved. Okay. I was just genuinely curious. I have no idea how any of this is kind of supposed to work. And yeah, I like the idea of a DAO and having more community ownership, governance, direction. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And it's a great way for just people to get involved. They don't have like their hand on the wheel, but they're uh, sitting in the car and they can say, hey, 
let's go over there. And you're like, all right, cool. But you have to do the driving. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we 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 through the DAO, you know, the community can pretty much propose anything they want, and if you know there's enough votes behind it, then yeah, it's something you know we can look to. Yeah, implement. everybody's getting slushies. That's that's the rule of the DAO. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so one one thing we really wanted to ask you, um, and again, we're we're talking to people that are still, you know trying to figure out what this whole thing is, yep. how it works. What are like the first steps to starting an NFT project, right? You you both have a lot of experience in different chains and with different projects. So I just wanted to get your yep. brain on like, if I want to start my own NFT project, whatever it is, photography, PFPs, or, you know, anything, um, how do I go about that? And maybe you can you can use yourselves as an example, right? What were what were the first steps that you took to start Bitcoin Monkeys, and how could somebody learn from that and start their own thing? And this is one hundred percent a selfish question. Yeah, so I mean, I can start, and then maybe Cash can build on it. But you know, speaking to someone that I guess maybe they're completely new to the space and they know nothing about NFTs, um, I guess the starting point would be you know at least getting into cryptocurrencies because at the end of the day. Um, you know, the NFTs are all built on the blockchain, um, whether you're buying on Ethereum, you know, Solana, Stacks or something. So I guess the first step would be having a basic understanding of cryptocurrencies. Um, once you have that and, you know, you can create your own wallet, um, say, for example, Hero Wallet on Stacks, um, the whole concept of NFTs then becomes digital art. So as someone wanting to, you know, create their own NFT project, you'd obviously need art. Um, so you'd need to start by creating art. So whether you want to, you know, make photography NFT, like you mentioned, that could just be taking photos or the other way, which we've done for Bitcoin monkeys is we've created an algorithmically generated, you know, collection of NFTs. So what I guess the most basic way to put it is we've created a base monkey model and then we've designed individual traits which are built on top of that, say the crown or the laser eyes or, you know, the shirts. Um, And basically what we've done is then run that through a program where, you know, it generates 2,500 unique monkeys and it's, combining all these traits with the monkeys and then you get all these unique art so once you've got your art whether you know you generate a a collection you know using programs or you're just doing photography or you know you're manually creating the art um, once you have your collection i guess the next logical step would be to start building up your socials and creating a community so in the nft space i guess the two most common platforms would be Say Twitter uh, and so Twitter for your social marketing, you know, people also use things like Instagram and TikTok. Uh, And then most NFT projects, if not all, use Discord, which if you guys aren't familiar with that, is basically a chatting application similar to something like Skype. And that's where basically everyone joins and that's where you build your community and that's where everyone you know, chats together and hangs out. Uh, and yeah, so that's part of, I guess, the marketing and community building, because if you're building an NFT project at the end of the day, you essentially want people to buy into your project and join your community. 
so once you have the art, I guess the next step would be, you know, you want to, you want to create a website and a roadmap for your project. Uh, and then, yeah, it's not really up to you what you want to put into the roadmap. Um, and, you know, as we mentioned before, NFTs are, you know, becoming more and more innovative and there's new utilities being developed all the time. So, um, you can be creative with your roadmap. Yeah. And then I guess once you've got all of that and you think you have, you've built a strong enough community where you say, okay, Hey, we can, we think we can now, you know, they call it minting or selling your collection, uh, to the community. Uh, then that would be the next step. I guess on stacks, for example, you could do it through a marketplace if you don't have, you know, the, the coding experience to, to build your own minting website where a minting website is basically people, you know, they visit your website, they connect their wallet and then they decide to mint one of your NFTs. So you'd essentially have to build that. And if, you know, if you're more on the art side and you're not proficient in coding, that's also fine. You know, there's a lot of marketplaces, which you can basically mint directly to them and they can help you out with that. Do you, do you want to add anything to that cash? Yeah, I, I guess you summed it up pretty well. Um, basically to put it short, have an idea, uh, build a community and do the artwork. I think that's something you got to think about. And for me, and this is me just being biased here for me, I, I wouldn't invest in anything without, uh, utility, uh, being an investor, I, I think about an investor mindset for everything I invest in. So artworks generally don't just work for me, but that's just me personally. There are a whole bunch of other people in, in the world that understand artwork and, you know, pay millions of dollars for artworks and that's fine. <laughs> but for me, the utility concept, mm. um, is the main thing. So the roadmap for me is everything. It's almost like saying, if you've got a book, well, the cover of the book is the NFT profile picture. Um, but the contents of the book is is what's the roadmap behind the behind it and the team behind it and uh also having the trust that the team can deliver what they've said in the roadmap as well gotcha so this is it's it really is building a brand 101 right you need to have the art and the contract figured out it's your product you got to market it so people know that it exists and you get the hype going and then you release it and that's where you sell out in five minutes and you have a party and you throw champagne because you made a bunch of money, right? Uh, that's the basic idea yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's basically just like releasing a company where you'd probably get majority of the benefits, as you said, up front. And then you've got to actually deliver what you've done, <laughs> uh, what you've said you've, that you've, uh, yeah what you've said in your roadmap. So no different to starting a company, I'd say, right? You have to go through the whole marketing piece and all that kind of stuff. And so a, a roadmap for, for, again, the people who are just like, what are they doing? What are they talking about? Um, is just you explaining where you're trying to go with this NFT project or company or, or this thing that you're building so that people have something to look forward to and a reason to buy the product in the first place, right? Correct. Uh, yeah. It's essentially, a roadmap is, is what you are going to be developing and giving back to your community and your holders. How are you going to create their value along your journey? That's essentially what it is, um, is laying it out on a piece of paper for them. Um, and then obviously roadmaps, there's roadmaps 1.0. Uh, and then as when you finish the roadmap, you know, that's, that's your promise done to the community. Um, and then obviously 
you know, if the community is strong and the project's growing, you'd probably come up with Roadmap 2.0 and continue to grow the project. That's that's really cool. So the roadmap can keep growing as you go. I think I've seen some people even leave like the last few points, like with question marks or something, right? Like giving that room for growth past your initial promise. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can have question marks there as well to say like, you know, those roadmap items will be revealed. That's a bit more, okay, well, do you trust the project or is a question mark just going to be something useless right so um right that, that's your- right do they have do they know what they're doing or are they <laughs> just like the pretending to yeah. be mysterious but they're making it up exactly, along the way yeah, yeah. so um it, yeah that's, but i guess if, if they're delivered all the way to that point you could say that the team is you know probably a team that you could you'd want to back so yeah everyone's got their own unique way of releasing a roadmap um some people just release like one item and have nine question marks some people release the whole thing some have a mixture um yeah some people say specifically roadmap 1.0 um as we have done um to suggest that there could be a 2.0 right um so there could even be more things to come in the future Wow. Okay. I can, we could just keep talking for another three hours, but that won't be beneficial for anybody at this point. So we'll have to have you back. But one last question, maybe both of you can answer this since you have worked on multiple chains, multiple projects, what excites you most about Bitcoin monkeys and this project? Um, okay. So for Bitcoin monkeys, I guess, you know, one of the exciting things for us, like myself, I've been involved, you know, in projects, across Ethereum and Solana. Um, obviously, they're much more developed ecosystems than, say, Stacks, for example. Um, and, you know, at the moment, the Stacks community is, it's a, it's a very tight-knit community. Like, you know, everyone kind of knows each other. So because it's, you know, quite a bit smaller, but, you know, we're very excited for the growth in Stacks um, and as more and more people um, become aware of stacks and it becomes more mainstream yeah we're very excited to see where the nft space goes in, in stacks um, and as cash mentioned you know being it's layer one on bitcoin you know that's something that we, we think is very important in terms of stacks becoming more mainstream um, for bitcoin monkeys specifically we've um, spent a lot of time on on our roadmap and what we want to deliver so and, you know, we plan to bring a lot of that in the first quarter of, of this year. So we're very excited to get all of that out. One of the main things I think we discussed before being our, you know, banana ecosystem. Yeah. And just, you know, growing the project and growing the community. Yeah. I guess just to add on to that, from my perspective, Stacks, Stacks obviously being a layer one on Bitcoin. Um, if you just go back to where NFTs were born, you know, NFTs were born in Ethereum back in 2015. And... The first NFTs created there back in 2015, you know, like CryptoPunks is one of the first. People people value that as like nothing, right? And today, if you look at how much CryptoPunk sells for, well, 200K, 300K is like the bare minimum, right? right? And that's just the growth of how far Ethereum has come. And the benefit of being one of those early blue chip projects that are, you know, and for the for crypto for CryptoPunks, it was just a profile picture. There was no roadmap whatsoever behind it, right? But if you look at like others like, Board Ape, etc., that have grown with good roadmaps. It, that's because of the power of the Ethereum community and the growth that Ethereum has had. 
NFTs on Bitcoin have never been such a thing. Bitcoin's always been mm. a massive community of Bitcoin supporters. You know, almost everyone in cryptocurrency is a Bitcoin supporter, but it's never really gone into the NFT space um, because it was always difficult to code NFTs on Bitcoin itself. So for the first time here now, you've got a layer one that's actually built on Bitcoin and uses the security and the benefits of the Bitcoin blockchain, but uses that as a layer one and allows you to actually build dApps, DeFi, NFTs, all kinds of other things on top of Bitcoin, essentially. And Stacks is the first to do that. And it's just exciting that once, you know, we're, we're at 2015, where Ethereum was in 2015, that's where Stacks is into that. You could say Stacks is in comparison uh, today. Um, so it's, there's a long road of growth ahead for the ecosystem. And that's that's the exciting thing for us is, you know, being one of those blue chip projects to really, you know, be one of those uh, early projects that started on Stacks and established itself and grew as the community grew. And yeah, with the whole Bitcoin element, Bitcoin monkeys element, it's it's around us creating a project that essentially is different, unique. Like we, we didn't want to create just another NFT project. We've done that. Uh, it, it doesn't mean anything to us. Um, for us, we, mm. we wanted to do something special this time and something where we could say, well, hey, this is a first on Bitcoin. This is a first on Stacks. This is a first in the NFT space. No one's really done this in the whole NFT space, right? And that's where the angle that we approached with this project. I love that. Just that you guys can project. You've been in the NFT space for five plus years now, watching all these things happen. And now you can see what Stacks allows Bitcoin to do. And then because you have that experience, you can project what this may become five years down the road. And that's really exciting. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? So I think NFTs in general, even across Ethereum, you know, adoption is still extremely low. I mean, compared to, you know, the crypto population or general population. So I think we're so early in that aspect. And, you know, there's a lot of growth to be had there. But in terms of stacks, yeah, like Cash mentioned, you know, stacks is still fairly new. And from our experience, you know, across other chains where I guess they've started to bring a lot more utility and innovation into NFTs. And that's kind of the stuff we want to bring into Stacks specifically with our project. So, you know, we want to keep innovating and bringing actual utility into NFTs um, on Stacks. Actual utility. I love that. All right. So um, I guess we're going to start wrapping it up here, but we wanted to know if uh, you have anything to tell all the Bitcoin monkeys out there, all the people in your community, uh, even if it's just like shout outs or like, we love you, that kind of thing. I mean, if you have something spicier, by all means, drop it in. But yeah, what do you, what do you have to say to your community? Yeah, look, uh, just to, I say, first of all, a major thanks to the whole Bitcoin monkeys community. I, I mean, we couldn't have been in the position we are today if it wasn't for their support and love. And uh, so first of all, they're, they're the ones to thank. 110% and uh, we will uh, deliver you what we think is going to be a, one of the biggest blue chips on stacks in terms of a project and something truly unique where you will benefit as a holder. So we, we look forward to taking you on that journey. And I'd say shout out to Stacks NFT and Byzantine, two marketplaces that really helped us in our early days, uh, especially Byzantine, we couldn't have done and, and the crew, crew behind that behind that marketplace, we couldn't have done uh, a lot of things where 
we've done and a lot of things that we are going to be doing without them. So those are the kind of people that make a community so great to be a part of, you know, the, 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 how welcoming they are to new people. Um, I remember our first phone call with them. It was just, you know, they were so welcoming and they taught us everything about Stacks. They were there to help us. And they're, those are genuine people that are just in it for the growth of Stacks and they're here to help everyone just grow their projects. And then of course, the Stacks Foundation, we were... We were so fortunate to be able to have a call with them before we minted and they helped with a lot with our marketing and reaching out to the broader Stacks community. So the support and the backing that we got from them was uh, tremendous as well. So thanks to, thanks to the Stacks Foundation for that as well. Yeah, so obviously, you know, without a community, um, you know, our, our project is, is really nothing because... You know, and the whole one of the main things about NFTs is having a community, um, and it, it's all built around the community. Um, so we really appreciate all of them. Um, we've got a really great community for Bitcoin monkeys. You know, everyone's hanging out every day in our Discord and chatting with each other. So um, yeah, we we're very excited. We want to keep growing our community. Yeah, we have lots of exciting things to bring. I'm not sure when this podcast is getting released, but. Um, you know, staking is just around the corner. So, yeah, that's very exciting to look forward to. Just around the river bend. I can feel it. <laughs> All right, Pocahontas. <laughs> hey. Well, if you want to follow Bitcoin Monkeys on Twitter, you can find them at, at BTC Monkeys. And they have their Discord link in there as well, as well as the website. That probably is that the best place to start following you guys is on Twitter, right? Yeah, Twitter at BTC Monkeys. You can find our Discord and website link there as well, which is bitcoinmonkeys.io. And uh, for anyone that's looking to get their first monkey uh, that's not part of our community, hop on into the Discord. Uh, of course, hop on in the Discord anyway, but um, say you're <laughs> new to the community and we've got such, we're, we're proud to have such a strong Nick community, you know, the, we, we've seen new people coming into the community every day and there's people that sell their monkeys um, cheaper than what, what's on the marketplaces just because it's their first monkey, right? And that's the, just the power of such a strong community. So hop on in, say you're new and uh, hey, look, we'll get you guys a monkey. Oh, I'm just going to sneak my way over to the Discord right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you again if you're down. And Thanks so much, and uh, thanks for having us. And absolutely, we'll be yes. 100% down to come and do another one in future. And uh, exciting even for you guys and the stuff that you're doing, I, I guess, even in the Stacks and NFT space. Um, you know, uh, we haven't – there's not a lot of YouTubers and podcasters out there Um that do, that do create this kind of content. So hats off to you guys. Thank you. I really appreciate that. All right. Well, that was a really good conversation. One of my favorite things that we talked about was just how to start a project. You know, uh, it's a little different than the way that most businesses currently work. You know, right. you start with an idea and you create some kind of art associated with this idea for this project that you have and then you market it and while you're marketing you're working out all the kinks and and the functionality and all these different things and then you release the product right obviously there's a roadmap that's part of the idea that you start with but the product release is like halfway through this whole beginning stage of starting this project which is really different but I kind of like it, you know, you can build 
a community around this thing that you want to do. And once you actually release your product, there's already people waiting to be a part of it. I think they really, really nailed on the community aspect. And you just touched on that a little bit too. Right. How the, the NFT space isn't just about making the best art or it's about um, having the best utility. It's more or less at this point in the game, it's about the community and forming that community and creating that community culture. And I think that's really important. There's also something cool about when you have a community while you're developing something, the community is giving you feedback, which companies right now pay so much money to get feedback on their product before they release it. And if you build a community around it to begin with, you're going to have free feedback and free, you know, ideas and and things like that right off the bat, which is really, really cool. Which leads me perfectly into our next topic, which is asking for your feedback, the listener, right? Please find us on Twitter at airdrop underscore XYZ. Tell us how you found us. Maybe share it with a friend. We would love that. Also, we're a brand new podcast, so we would really appreciate it if you left us a fantastic review on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five stars. Uh, also on Spotify and YouTube and wherever you're listening to podcasts and share it with your friends. We really want to talk to people who are curious about NFTs and teach people how to get involved in this whole thing. So thank you for listening to the show. And as always, fly, fly.